Welcome to Exploring Axon, a podcast where we discuss Axon Framework, Axon Server, and their ecosystem. I am your host and the producer of this podcast, Sarah Tori. In this episode, I spoke with my colleague and one of Axon Server's engineers, Stefan Dragozic, about our multi-tenant extension. We talked about what multi-tenancy is, why is it useful, and who should be considering uh, using it. I hope you enjoy this episode, and let's have a listen. Hi, Stefan. Thank you so much for joining me today. Can you introduce yourself to everybody and uh, tell everyone about your background and where you're located? Hi, Sarah. Uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me. Uh, so, yes, my name is Stefan Dragisic, uh, and I'm located in Belgrade, Serbia. I'm working as a software uh, senior engineer in uh, Axonic, and I worked uh, for a lot of things in Axonic, from cloud, uh, Axon server, Axon framework. So, uh, basically, I'm all over the place. Uh, my so my background so before Axonic uh, I was also working for one more company where we implemented our own CQRS framework where I saw all the drawbacks of doing such thing how hard it is and later Axonic uh, found me so it was really nice to to join uh, this company. That's awesome. So um, prior to joining Axonic, which I think you've been with us for about four years, I think four or five years, something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, very good. Uh, so you were already familiar with these concepts of CQRS, DDD, and things like that, and you had worked with it and um, obviously liked it enough to continue, which is great. Um, and as you mentioned, you have been involved in a lot of the different project projects and products as well, which uh, kind of gives you a really nice overview of what everything is, uh, um, going, how everything is functioning together. And uh, now, currently, I think you are more involved in the Axon server team, correct? Yes, that's true. So that's, we that's where your use time some is. organization. Yes, <laughs> before yeah, we were all, 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 all around the place. So I think now we are focusing more in the team team based basically yeah, structure. Exactly. So um, recently, you did a really fantastic feature for Axon Server, uh, which is the uh, tiered storage. And I had a conversation with Allart uh, a little while ago about that, um, which was an amazing feature. But before that, you were focused on uh, another um, part of, I think, both Axon Framework and Axon Server uh, feature, which turned out to be an, an extension, actually, which which is great, which is what we're going to talk about today. And that is the um, multi-tenancy uh, and multi-tenant um, extension that we have for, for the framework and uh, server, right? I think you can yes. use for both. Yeah, perfect. Um, so... Tell me a little bit about what multi-tenancy is to begin with and why is it useful? So first to start, basically, apparently, I like doing features with multi in, in its uh, name. Uh, so multi-tenancy first, then the uh, multi-tier storage. But uh, yeah, to go back to the multi-tenancy, so basically the tenancy is uh, in the cloud computing is uh, ability to host multi multiple customers or tenants so in the shared infrastructure so obviously it's really easy to do that in the non-shared infrastructure but in shared um, there is there is a lot of things that we need to uh, tackle and most security so that uh, uh, that other users don't uh, read other other users data so they can read only their own data so which is really important uh, so that, that's basically in a simple terms what the multi-tenancy is uh, but there are also a lot of different types of multi-tenancy so i think mm -hmm. every, 
every application that you work with, of, of course, supports multiple users. So it's uh, in some way, it's a multi-tenant application. Right, fantastic. So um, it's very useful, obviously, for security purposes. And um, I'm assuming for also performance purposes, it makes things go a little bit faster and uh, more performant. Um, what kinds of, or what kind, maybe there's one kind of multi-tenancy uh, does Axon support? And what? why did you choose uh, this particular type as opposed to others? So can you tell me a little bit background about it and what got you to decide on that particular kind? Yeah, so uh, we identified three different uh, types. So the most uh, easier one to, to comprehend is if you have only one app, a user and it uses only one application. So it's really easy. So you don't have this multi-user approach. You don't, you don't have any logging uh, to di di uh, distinguish other users from itself. Um, and basically this is one user, one application approach, which is really easy. So another com more complex is that you have uh, multiple users using one application and one CQRS application. That means that all of these users are going to have their events in one uh, event store and they are going to be basically um, together. Data will be going to be together, but it's going to be logically uh, separate. So it's still physically mm -hmm. uh, together data, but logically you separate the users so they cannot access each uh, own data. Mm -hmm. And so the third approach that we didn't have until uh, this extension is that uh, we want uh, to have event store per each user, but we want them to share a single application. So we want to reduce some, um, how how we say, so uh, resources. So we want to, re to reduce the number of resources that you use. Otherwise, you would need one application uh, and... Uh, per one user, which can be really expensive. Yeah, perfect. So with the uh, first approach that you mentioned um, with the single tenant, like so each tenant uses their own uh, events. So you decided basically we don't, we don't want to use this application. Was it just because of the cost purposes or was it another uh, reason why we decided to uh, focus more on the um, basically shared users with different contexts? So uh, th there were some clients that were basically requesting, okay, we want to use uh, Axon Framework, uh, mm -hmm. but we need the data for uh, audit uh, and we need it physically separated because this is the policy. And uh, we, want, we want it basically to be in different places. We don't to mix them together and we have a really strong GDPR uh, policy. So we, we need to remove the data of the user once the user is gone. So. Until right. now, we basically just use a cryptic erasure tool. You just crypt the data and throw the key and uh, you erased uh, data, basically. But it's mm -hmm. going to be there and you cannot remove it, which is one of the perks and the drawbacks of the event sourcing. So you have the data, which is great, but you have it forever, which is great yeah. and bad, <laughs> depending how, exactly. how you want to keep it. Uh, and this approach enabled us basically to have data physically separated and that you can also delete the data of the user. So. Uh, okay. Sometimes the user basically is not on your platform anymore, more, and they request your they, their data to be removed, and you just remove the whole event store of uh, theirs, mm -hmm. uh, and that's it. So basically, you fix the event sourcing. <laughs> so then, uh, if you are deleting, and I think we're kind of veering off the conversation for just a moment, if that's okay, but if you are um, 
deleting these uh, yep. contexts, for instance, would you then want to event source them? Or is it for the times that you want to only uh, store the data for a certain period of time and then get rid of it, which is kind of going to the conversation of tiered storage? But in this case, do you want to do event sourcing if you want to delete things? Yes. So as I said, so uh, this really makes uh, sense for, let's say, for accounting company. So mm -hmm. you, you really need uh, the audit of everything that happened and you need it to be immutable. Uh, mm -hmm. But so after some time, the, uh, your uh, user can request their data to be withdrawn from the platform and you need to remove their data because of the compliance. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's not a silver bullet. It's a really a yeah. purposely built uh, tool to support these cases. Okay, so now talking about the extension specifically, uh, is it only for Axon server? And if so, why? Um, yes. So the work that we have done was including Axon server, a little bit less because apparently Axon server did uh, support multi-tenancy before because you had option to do multiple contexts. Uh, but mm -hmm. from the Axon uh, framework side, you had to specify only one uh, context. Uh, okay. So, yes, so the majority of the change was in Axon framework and there were so much changes that we opted to just go with another extension and it was not possible to include it in the uh, Axon framework itself. So in the future, uh, we might want to do that so to have, to have mm -hmm. a multi-tenant approach first uh, that we just saw that uh, it's probably better like that, but probably better to support it at the beginning and you can just use one tenant or multiple if you want. But now, right now, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a, only an extension and it's only for the access server. Um, the reason is that multi-tenancy is really hard. So, and uh, if you want to support it, everything that you use beneath all the other event bus, combined bus, uh, everything needs to support multi-tenancy too. So if you wanted to, for example, to use it uh, without the Axon server, this is fine. We support some uh, API that you can extend and you can basically have it uh, working. But if you want to use, for example, a MongoDB for events, mm -hmm. then you need to make sure that MongoDB supports uh, multi-tenancy. If you want to use the JPA, you need, you need the JPA to support multi-tenancy and they have really different API, how you provide who is the tenant and how to separate all this. Also, if you want a command bus to be in the J groups, or maybe the, the, uh, you want to use Eureka, you, you need to make sure that your application can um, broadcast its capabilities, basically, which tenants it support and which doesn't. And then you need a software to manage all of the tenants, like which tenant is part of which application. So it goes really exponentially large. And if you want to yeah. support, like, uh, if you want to support all of these technologies, it's not only one extension. So it's basically number of technologies, uh, X number of combinations. So basically mm -hmm. you get uh, N, uh, XN extensions that we cannot support. And it's easier for us to support the production server only. Yeah, gotcha. Makes sense. Uh, now, as far as the, um, the version at which version uh, can folks use this extension? Yep. So it's supported since Axon Framework uh, 4.6 and Axon Server 0.46. Uh, oh, for, okay. Yes, exactly. So the um, I think the one before the latest Axon Server release, if yes, I'm not mistaken. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yes. okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, a, a random question. Is it backward compatible? I'm assuming not because the API has changed and... 
you can you really use it for the previous versions and before 4.6 no you cannot use it it's yeah not backwards compatible yeah afterwards but so okay great um so why um why should anybody use this i mean we we did talk a lot about the security and also some some about performance but why wouldn't everybody just use multi-tenancy extension and have their data uh, separated? Um, I know that a lot of times when folks ask about microservices, we tell them, don't go to microservices unless you really absolutely have to. Is it sort of the same kind of concept that we are approaching as well with multi-tenancy? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, you're on the point because multi-tenancy <laughs> is really hard. Uh, it looks mm -hmm. easy and it it gives you a great promise, like it uh, fixes event sourcing. You have uh, for each user, you have your own event store and you can just delete the data whenever you want. And so it sounds uh, easy, but uh, it's not because it has a price. So, uh, yeah. And the price is basically if you wanted to do uh, uh, this with a multi context and then you have multiple applications, then you pay more for deploying all of these applications. So if you have 10 tenants, you need 10 uh, applications for 10 contexts. Here we re reduce this complexity a little bit. So we support then one application uh, can uh, handle 10 tenants. But this is probably the limit of the multi-tenancy extension because everything, all the infrastructure beneath is uh, cloned. So it will use more resources it will make a lot of connections to the database for all of these tenants because these tenants are independent and mm -hmm. you don't want one fast tenant to basically uh, slow down other tenants. Uh, that's why they are completely separate. And to have separated, we need to clone all of the infrastructure they're using. So mm -hmm. it's not cheap, um, but it's still better than having 10 different applications mm -hmm. for, for tenants. So it's up to you basically to manage... Um, how to organize the tenants per applications and uh, how many your applications can uh, can handle them. So if you have applications that have thousands of clients, so the multi-tenancy is not for you. Um, if you are, for example, accounting company that have uh, 10 enterprise businesses, uh, this makes perfect sense. And if you want to yeah. have shared trial, basically, uh, how to say, a plan, you can just put all of them in one application and it's going to be really cheap for you. But if you have uh, premium clients, you want to give them dedicated resources, you can do that. So you can just now move this tenant to be handled only by one application and he has all the resources that it needs. So regarding the yeah. scalability and that, it's a really good uh, approach to do. I'm so glad that you mentioned this because in uh, the blog that uh, you had written on this particular topic, uh, which I will share in the podcast notes as well so that everybody can um, can go and check it out, you had a really good example of uh, where the problem was and why you decided to um, approach it with the with the solution that you did. Can you talk about that example a little bit where the uh, you have several different tenants and uh, they want to reach the event store and for instance, access their, you know, uh, last uh, five events or what have you, and then what kind of problem they're, they're facing. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so the problem are the, the tenants are living creatures. So one can mm -hmm. be more active than others. So 
Um, and how event uh, store in Axon server works is basically that uh, all events are put into the segments. The segments are basically the files where the mm -hmm. events are, and there, there are multiple of them. So when you need the events, uh, Axon server goes and finds the segments where the event is. Uh, and most likely that you are going to have to need multiple uh, events, probably one close to each other, because that's how the time is ordered uh, in the event store. Uh, so if you need uh, event with the number 10, you probably will need also nine, eight, seven, and uh, so on. Uh, mm -hmm. The problem occurs if there is one really active tenant that is producing a lot of events. So, and for example, there's another tenant, let's say you are another uh, slower tenant and you only log in from time to time and you do few actions. Uh, you produce only few events. That means that for each month you do one action, so you produce one event and I do something every day. That means that your events are going to be split in a lot of different segment files. So segments. when you, exactly, yeah. so when you come to the platform and you want to log in, uh, Axon server needs to open now 10 different files instead of one file to retrieve all the events, mm -hmm. which increase the latency. And right. this is, for example, really good for multi-tenancy if you don't want to do, to have this problem that basically you just have your tenant data in one context. And when the Axon server opens your context, it just, just opens one file and fetches all of your recent events that you need. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And uh, this makes sense because, as you mentioned, if you have a tenant that uses a lot of uh, or produces a lot of events, rather, and stores them in the event store, then you are not going to be delayed if your events are not um, as quickly reproducible, so to speak. Um, and this this makes sense to really separate those event stores and uh, separate those uh, tenants as well. Um, so that's fantastic. Now, how can you then... Um, Actually, before I get to the scaling part of it, which you did talk about a little bit right now, um, do we have a limit on how many tenants can uh, one application have? Uh, yes, as I said, it's uh, not a, it's not a serial, serial bullet. Um, yeah. And the main problem is it uh, has a lot of connections open to your, your token store, for example, because mm -hmm. you need tokens to know where you're left with the consuming the events um, and this is the limit basically that uh, your database uh, restricts you um, in the future maybe we'll be able to to solve this but right mm -hmm. now it, it's not like a, a mathematical question that i can calculate it depends on your resources your database uh, mm -hmm. we experimented for with more than 10 tenants and it worked fine uh, okay. Assuming that not all of the tenants were active at the same moment, producing a large load. So mm -hmm. I think it's best to just uh, uh, experiment uh, and find what's mm -hmm. the limit and when you need to split to more applications. Gotcha. So it's basically per case and per resources. And you have to yeah. kind of do a trial and error and see what makes sense for your specific use case. Yes, okay. Um, so then... We did talk a little bit about scalability, but can you explain a little bit more about how you can scale tenants and if you can um, have separate approach for premium tenants? You you do explain a little bit about uh, that on the blog as well, but can you go a little bit into detail on the scaling approach and how you can uh, basically optimize for uh, premium tenants and for the ones that use a lot of events? So the great thing about the multi-tenants is that uh, it's uh, changeable in the runtime. So you can attach mm -hmm. new tenants in the runtime, create them, uh, just move them to another application, uh, 
pause them so they cannot use your platform uh, anything like that and this enables right. us to basically just uh, move tenancies we want so you can have multiple applications uh, in this multi-tenancy uh, system uh, that are handling mm -hmm. the tenants and you can say you can say i want this one application to to handle all of the free tenants and you can just use a bunch of them <laughs> in this one application and it's probably going to be slower because of that and you can have okay. deployed multiple other applications that are standalone just for premium tenants. You just basically drag and drop them. So I say drag and drop them because you need to make this uh, by yourself. Uh, we, we offer some really simple tenant management in, inside the Axon server. So the context management basically, but mm -hmm. it's really easy to implement that by yourself. I did it uh, for one company. I helped them basically with the proof of concept, how they can just uh, scale uh, the tenancy and it was really easy you just have the one drag and drop panel and just move stuff like uh, a kid can do it uh, yeah it's a it's a great tool basically you're now scaling something that is really hard to do uh, and now you're just doing it with a drag and drop so there is a possibility mm -hmm. for this okay great um Couple of questions on that. Um, do we have so if somebody is using Axon Server, obviously this is uh, um, easy because Axon Server automatically uses different contexts, and so you can use multi-tenancy for that. But if somebody is using the extension uh, with Axon Framework, um, do we have code samples where they can go and check out how they can implement this in their projects? Um, actually, yes, we have one repository named Code Samples. <laughs> um, <laughs> Great. Exactly, and there is a multi-tenancy uh, project there uh, that okay. can be in stars. So it, it requires a license of Axon Server because you need an enterprise edition. Uh, but luckily, we start offering free uh, trial for Axon Server, so you can download the license for free for thirty exactly. days in the, exactly. uh, our website, which is and perfect. Exactly. So I'll um, also include the um, the repo for the code, code samples and also uh, put a link for the trial license so that everybody can go and uh, play around with Axon Server Enterprise for a month free of charge um, or any kind of uh, commitments for that matter. Um, so finally, uh, we did talk about how great this is, but also some of the challenges you have to really plan for um, your project based on your needs to use multi-tenancy. Because as you mentioned, uh, there is a lot that um, is involved in terms of uh, deployment and also planning ahead. Uh, it's not easy and it's not a silver bullet, as you mentioned. But how would one know if multi-tenancy uh, extension is the right one for their project and if multi-tenancy in general is the right approach for them? Um, so I think there are a few signals that is easy to recognize. First, you really need the audit, and this this is why you came for the event sourcing. Uh, mm -hmm. The second, uh, you need to be able to delete the data. Uh, okay, there is another uh, ways to do that, but let's say that you need to delete data, and you don't have a lot of tenants. Uh, uh, for example, you don't have a lot of clients uh, that you, that you need support, and uh, for some reason you need to be compliant with the data being physically separate. So that means that probably you're doing with some sensitive uh, data. Uh, if these things match, then you, probably the multi-tenancy is uh, for you. So mostly your data needs to be separated. That's the main aspect. If you really need to have this data needs to be physically separated, then you need to look into multi-tenancy. Even if you have only two tenants, it's probably mm. a good choice to do. Yeah, makes sense. Fantastic. Any other points that you can think of that we didn't cover during our conversation that might be helpful to folks who are interested in using multi-tenancy? 
Uh, yes, first experiment uh, with it. So it's, uh, as I said, it's not easy. Um, yeah. Especially when you go into it. And uh, so extension is kind of a magic because uh, uh, it uh, does all of these things in the background and it uh, requires from you only a simple thing to do. You only need to provide a tag for initial message that com comes to your system, which tenant is it. And that's it. So everybody then surprised how does it work, how it's too, ma too much magic. Um, so especially when you have multi-bounded context, so you have two contexts and you right. need to have multiple tenants for this context. So uh, data is flowing around and it's really hard to visualize it. Uh, so mm -hmm. especially for the people who are new, especially who are new in event sourcing, Axon framework, yeah. and then multi-tenants, it can be overwhelming. So it can really yeah. be overwhelming. And uh, you really need first to onboard people and to understand how data is flowing, what, what is going where and how multi-tenants is going to take all of this hassle from you. Mm -hmm. You can also, there's a, lo a lot of auto configuration just to hide everything from you, but you can also basically <laughs> configure it yourself if you really want to. Yeah. Some people do it just first to understand what is happening and then they say, okay, yeah, now this is easy. I don't need it to be complicated. <laughs> and they remove this, uh, their own uh, configuration and configuration the defaults. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, that's a really great advice. I, I think it always is helpful, for me at least, to see how things are working before I get into the more magic way of doing things. It, it helps to see it and understand it first and then say, okay, now I don't need to do all of the the heavy lifting and all of the the, the pipe work and so on. And now I can just use the extension and, uh, and go from there. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Stefan. And thank you so much for putting all this work into this extension and uh, explaining to everybody what it is and how it works. I really appreciate the time. And uh, hopefully we come back and talk a little bit more about tier storage or other features that you um, are working this year. So thanks again. I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Stefan and I hope you give the multi-tenant extension a try and let us know what you think of it. Please join me next time for other amazing conversations with wonderful guests. Until then, have a great time and happy coding.